Welcome to the Album Nerds Podcast. <laughs> I'm Dude. I can harmonize with myself, and this is Andy. Say hi, Andy. Oh, same. How you doing, man? That was uh, that was surprising and wonderful at the same time. Yeah, I, I put that together last week. I had the Three Stooges in mind and <laughs> thought uh, use audacity and do a little self-harmonizing and put together a perfect hello for all the listeners out there and for you. I loved it. You you nicely um, encompass all three stages at once. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've been sitting on that for seven days. <laughs> so you're welcome. That's awesome. <laughs> I'll send you a copy so you can... Listen to it whenever you like. All right, everybody. Uh, That would be awesome. A ringtone. There you go. So, folks, this is the Album Nerds podcast. We are the Album Nerds. I said I'm Dude. We said he's Andy. We do this every week. But we like to talk about music, and um, we like for you to listen. Uh, We're just a couple of music fans, friends. I'm very chatty. Um. Andy's very wrong a lot of times. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> and we just record our conversations, hope to entertain, pass on some cool recommendations, information, and just generally have fun. And we'd like love, love, we'd like you guys to join us and uh, go to <laughs> albumnerds.com. And Did tell you just us freak out over saying love? Was that, was that too no, much for you I, to... To say love to the listeners? No, I said, well, I meant to say like, but it came out like a... <laughs> like a... Like a... So. Right. Yes, please Andy. tell us what you're listening to. Albumnerds.com, Twitter. You know the deal. Maybe they don't know the deal. Know the deal. Know the deal. Andy. What if this is a first-time listener? So, Twitter, at Album Nerds. Albumnerds.com. That's with an A. <laughs> <laughs> so what have you been up to, man? Uh, well, we just had a terrible windstorm yesterday up in uh, upstate New York where I live. Lots of trees down, lots of power lines down, just total disarray. It's been a, it's been a crazy 24 hours, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I've heard some things. Um Yesterday yeah. was sunny and beautiful, a little windy. Yeah, a I little mean, gusty, five-mile-hour breeze come by. Uh, I went for a run, and part of it I would had to kind of lean forward to make any progress, but uh, gotcha. nothing got destroyed. <laughs> so, Well, we had like hurricane-force winds here. Yeah. Piece of my roof blew off. What? <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Wow. Oh, man. Homeowners insurance and all that stuff. Yeah, fun, fun. But Well, you've got this, right? This is the sunshine. Yes. This the is why this is why I got up this morning. I knew we had to record this podcast and it pulled me out of the freezing cold bed. <laughs> that is beautiful. That's it a beautiful is. story. Well, not to discount your tragedy, but uh-huh. It is the uh, the football season is upon us, 
free agency, folks. That's crazy on my mind. Craziness is going down, I've heard. Oh, yeah. Crazy yeah, trades. Lot. Crazy rumors. Lots of rumors. Lots of, I mean, some stuff is settled. A lot of defensive players have been signed, but those aren't the big splash things. You know, people are waiting to see what happens with Tony Romo. Brock mm-hmm. Osweiler, apparently, of Houston Texans fame, is on his way to fame. Cleveland. They paid him a lot of money last year, man, and I guess <laughs> the Browns are going to take on the debt and a 2018 second-round draft pick, and in exchange, the Texans get nothing except for getting rid of Brock Osweiler and his <laughs> huge contract. Well, that was shocking. Yeah, that is a pretty bad deal, it would seem. For both teams, really. <laughs> well, you know, a lot of this stuff has been rumored for w- weeks. You know, yeah. so some of it I saw coming, but that was Cleveland's been doing some wacky stuff the last few years. So yeah, they have to. Yeah. They have to rebuild. Well, Brock Osweiler is definitely the piece you want to be the foundation of your team. <laughs> well, <laughs> you're. Your local Buffalo Bills are keeping Tyrod Taylor, so that's good news for Western New Yorkers. I mean, he's half decent, though. I mean, he's not going to be a Super Bowl, but... He's a startable quarterback, I think, with the right pieces. There can be success there. It's exciting to watch uh, something. So, anywho, albums, music. music... Yes, Let's get music. to it. <laughs> so what do you want to talk about? <laughs> well, we had fun a couple of weeks ago talking about albums from uh, the year uh, 1990. Uh, so why yes. don't we talk about some albums from 1991? I love that think? idea. Let's, let's do that. That was actually that was a really good year for music, wasn't it? Oh, God, there's so many. So many like notable albums came out that year. Tons of classics, I would dare to say. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Big time. Um do you want to start with do you want me to go through a list of some of the big ones? Yeah, lay those big ones on me, buddy. Okay. And we'll talk about some more in depth, but this is from besteveralbums.com, right? Yeah, very reputable site. If you say so. <laughs> sort of. Uh, number one, should I go in backwards order? Yeah, that's good more fun, right? Yeah. I think everyone knows what number one is, but that's okay. Number 10, Talk Talk. That's the band. Laughing Stock is the album. Never heard it. You? Yeah, that was the only one on the list I really did not, wasn't familiar with. <laughs> So, well, that's fascinating. It beat out like a lot of really other popular records. <laughs> so, uh, just to just to give a little background, this this site is like a uh, user votes, and they aggregate okay. them from different sites. So, supposedly these are the top records, but it's you know obviously the opinion. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Okay, so moving up, number nine, Primal Scream, Screamadelica. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a good one. 
Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, a tribe called Quest Low End Theory. That's a big one. Possibly one of the top hip hop albums of all time. Mm, it could be in the conversation. Possibly. Possibly. Okay. All right. Now, Metallica. Metallica, or the Black Album, the as Black it's album. otherwise known. Yeah. That was a sea change, a shift for that band. Mm hmm. Sonically, a little more classic rock. Yeah, a little more melodic for sure, and a little slower. You know, they got some ballads on that record. Huge hits. Mm hmm. Brought in more casual fans. Yeah. Somehow managed to fit in a time with some other bands we're about to talk about. Moving up, number six, Slint. Spiderland. Again, never heard of them. You? I hadn't heard of it at the time, but they reissued it. Must have been like the twenty fifth anniversary or so a year or two ago. Um and I did I did listen to it, and it's actually a really good record. I think it maybe just was on the underground at the time. Yeah. But, I uh, it's a good I one. listened to it uh today. It's definitely in that true rock alternative um yeah vein of the early 90s where it really was like college music and right yeah different indie. yeah mm-hmm. kind of reminded me of like sonic youth a little bit yeah, yeah. number five a red hot chili peppers never heard of them blood <laughs> sugar sex magic Woo-hoo. their best in my opinion yeah i love it it's funky, it's dirty, it's swanky. I love that album. <laughs> yeah, me too. You too. Ach tongue, baby. Another band changing directions. Mm-hmm. Getting with the times. Um yeah, well established about, before this, of course. Yeah. Talk about like hits on a record. That record was just packed with stuff. Oh yeah. And a tour that came afterwards. Holy moly. But that changed alternative music also and kind of redefined what U2 meant because I had thought of them as like a, you know, pop rock band. I loved them. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. But this kind of experimented with sound unlike they had done before. Yeah. It's a good Number one. three. One of my personal favorites, Pearl Jam 10. What can you say? It's beautiful. <laughs> so, <laughs> what's your what's your favorite track on that record? If you had to pick just one. Right now, because it changes. Oh, come on. Porch. Really? Oh, that's an interesting choice. I love the live version of Porch they did on MTV Unplugged. Okay. And I was listening to the album a couple weeks ago, and I really had that in mind as that track came on. So, poor track nice. now. Nice. You? Uh, you know, I always love the track before that, uh, Oceans. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Yeah, I mean, you can't go around. It's a great record, obviously. Yeah, well, not obviously to everybody. Uh, Obviously, 1991. Go ahead. 
Well, I knew a lot of people that didn't like it yeah. because they liked what is it number one, and they mm-hmm. thought that band was better. Anyway, <laughs> number two, My Bloody Valentine, Loveless. Yeah, I don't love Loveless. <laughs> I don't know about you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I heard it at the time and never looked back. But clearly, opinions out there. People love it. Maybe we give it another shot. Yeah, they're uh, active again, putting out uh, music. I think they have something cool. coming out this year. So it's cool. And number one, 1991, a little band from the Pacific Northwest somewhere, a Nirvana with Nevermind. The Naked Baby album. <laughs> and I was in my early 20s at this time. Mm-hmm. Roundabout. Not quite. And, man, the debates. Pearl Jam or Nirvana? Mm-hmm. It was like in the old days, do you like the Stones or the Beatles? You know? Right. So, because they're very different bands. They're just from the same area, so they got lumped together. Yeah, well, they both put out kind of seminal records for their genres mm-hmm. at this this year. Well, regardless of how I feel about Nevermind, of what it's better than or not better than, because it's a, it's a great album. I listened to it the other day for the first time in a while. Yeah. You know, it was the one. It cracked open yeah. radio and MTV, and it changed the face of music at least for a couple of years we went yeah. from hairspray makeup guys to flannel wearing what am i wearing a flannel <laughs> also i'm wearing a uh, thermal under that so here we are <laughs> of course all these years later and i'm still <sighs> dressing like those dudes so do you have another flannel tied around your waist just in case i used to do, I used to do the two flannels <laughs> back in the 90s which nice. made no sense of course just showing your support for the movement yeah that's cool <laughs> so that's 1991 in a nutshell but i noticed there's not a lot of r&b or anything on here so i would say this website probably leans to the rock and roll for the most part what do you think that's a pretty fair assessment um anything in particular missing well I don't know how critically this would be viewed, but a fun album from 1991 that I owned on cassette nice. was Cooley High Harmony by Boys to Men. <laughs> That's right, folks. <laughs> Boys to Men. Are you familiar hey, with this album? Oh, yeah. This was kind of... There was some some jams on his record man that I don't know we kind of revisited in the last few days and it it still sounds really good I really enjoyed listening to it unlike a lot of hip hop from this time which still sounds a little cheesy but uh, somehow I think they keep it together well it had a multitude of hits Mm -hmm. we had Motown Philly that was the one that I really liked at the time because it was upbeat. Um, mm. 
It's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. Huge. Yeah. Changed R&B at the time to all these harmonizing acapella boy groups, for lack of a better term, started showing up. Yeah. This was kind of the beginning of that movement, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Because then there were bands like Shy was one. Um, (laughs) I know this stuff. Because I bought the single of a shy song. It was spelled S-H-A-I. Nice. Um, I can't remember all the names of the groups, but there were a bunch of them. There was a lot, yeah. Yeah. Uh, There was one that did a song called Knocking the Boots. Nice. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) I digress. Um, But what was the other big one? It's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday and then the other slow jam. Uh, End of the road. It was end of the road. That's what it was. It doesn't really matter because um, the one I want to play is a track that always, like I would listen to this with headphones on using a little cassette player, right? Mm -hmm. And when this song would come on, I would get a little uncomfortable. There's that acapella harmonizing. Oh, yeah. Injection, fellas. What's an injection? Just putting you in the mood, man. Oh, yeah. Minute. That poor woman. <laughs> so, yeah, and, and throughout the song, they're like, ah, uh, and it just made me, I'm like, uh, this, should I be listening to this? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Did, nice. Were you familiar with that song before? You know, I didn't own this record, so I just I just need the singles. I picked up the next record, Boys okay. Two, I think it was yep. called. Um, so no, I didn't have the pleasure of uh, listening to Mangrove in my ears. Well, now but, that's all you do, so we're good, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what about you? Fun stuff. Um, fun stuff. Yeah. What about uh? There was actually a lot to pick from. A lot of cool, cool songs from artists that aren't quite as uh, relevant today. But the one I had to pick, if I had to pick one, just one, would be uh, Spin Doctors. They put out that uh, record, um, Pocket Full of Kryptonite. I loved that album. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I love it anymore, but it, it screams that that time period to me. It's very ingrained in my memory. Uh, you know, I think uh, the most iconic song would be uh, track seven, Two Princes." I've never heard of it. No. <laughs> Jackie. 
Even after all this time, I'm my head is bopping. It's impossible not to. That's so infectious. (laughs) Well, it's so weird because they were from like New York City, but they are as jam bandy hippie as you could get around that time. Yeah, right. With the scatting and the I don't know, interesting group for sure. Yeah. It's a fun record going back and listening to it. There's like I think three or four singles on there. Yep. That's a good that's a good songs. Jimmy Olsen's Even, Blues. Right, yeah, that's a good one. Kinda of forgot about that one. I was like this one. <laughs> I don't understand it, but I used to love jamming to that one. That's the thing about their music. Like, I don't know what any of the songs are about. All the lyrics, I think I just make up in my head for what what they're actually saying. It's just the you know the feel to it. It's so good. Yeah, it's like you know I mean? it just like, sounds like summer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like an being, amphitheater like... lawn, bunch of dreadheads with clouds of. Pot smoke. Yeah. Get a beer in a solo cup and uh Yep. Walk around barefoot. <laughs> well, I'm a so tenderfoot, so I could never do that. <laughs> what? A tenderfoot, man. T- tender toes. You don't like the grass? No, I don't know, just sensitive. Step mm. on some if I don't have shoes on and I walk out in the lawn, I'm like, ooh, ow. Ooh. <laughs> sensitive guy. That's oh. right. Damn straight. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about our two <laughs> our two favorite records that we haven't even touched on yet. All right. Yeah. In, in let's do it. All right. What you got? So for me, it was a pretty clear choice. I, I mean, there's lots of good records. Let's not say these aren't uh, records aren't good. But for me, the most important record was from Massive Attack, Blue Lines, defined the trip hop genre that would come to prevalence in the next 10 years um totally revolutionary album lots of great artists on it um kind of at their peak of creativity um yeah it really changed like what hip-hop could sound like i mean it went from being kind of braggadocious with like kind of jangly fast beats to being slowed down, dark, kind of raspy, smoky, um, you know, much more like meditative lyrics, you know, about, you know, things that seem more important nowadays. Um, I found a great quote from one of the members in the band. He said, uh, what we were trying to do was create dance music for the head better than the feet I think that's a a really good way to to put this record it's you know it still sounds good today they reissued it like in 2012 I want to say remastered it no extra tracks thankfully still the same nine tracks but uh it sounds great love listening to this in headphones like it's the kind of record you can just put on put on repeat and listen to it for like hours on end I never get sick of I was shocked by your choice. I've heard of Massive Attack. I've never heard them. I guess I assumed they were like 
Punk or something. I don't know. It so, kind of sounds like that, the name, but uh, no, not at all. <laughs> well, for those others out there that may not be familiar, yeah. what are we what are we listening to? Oh, uh, yeah, let's hear the first track, uh, Safe From Harm. That's not what I was expecting, man. But cool. I'll I mean, listen if you dig to that, it. If you dig that at all, the record is its just, it's one of the best. It's one of the best ever, in my opinion. Cool. It's probably in my top 25 of all records. So. Really? All right. Then I will give it a serious listen. Um, mine is a little more on the nose for me. Um. Soundgarden, Bad Motorfinger. Mm-hmm. The, it, I think it was their third album. They formed in, in 1984. I don't think a lot of people know that because I think a lot of people think of uh, Super Unknown as their first the album. First. Yeah, I, I did for a while. Actually, I, I think you introduced me to this album like not too long ago. I was like, oh, oh really? Yeah. This was their first record. This was their other records. So Uh, this third album released in 91. And and the only reason that it became anything was probably because of Nirvana and grunge breaking and any band from Seattle getting some attention. Um, It's like metal. It's heavy. Uh, As the years have gone on, Chris Cornell has gotten more melodic and, and whatnot, but this is some pretty pummeling songs, pretty heavy, but you can hear shades of Super Unknown and the dark plotting, uh, heavy bass lines, and, you know, all the ingredients are there, but Chris Cornell is at full bloom on his wailing scream mm-hmm. that you hear in, in we've talked about uh, Hunger Strike, that song from Temple of the Dog, where he's just wailing with the I'm going hungry. It's that a lot, and I love that. Um, I think it did fairly well, but uh, a lot of fans were anticipating Super Unknown, but that was the big breakthrough for them in 1994 with Black Hole Sun and and all those songs. But the ones you might know are Rusty Cage, which was brilliantly covered by Johnny Cash later should check that out outshined Jesus Christ pose my favorite yeah that's a good one um and that's probably those are probably the best known um I would like to play a little something for those that haven't heard outshined this is my favorite kind of straightforward rocker on this album so let's jump in
Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Now, that's nice. Yeah, that is. That turned out to be my favorite record of the Harris after I realized it existed. <laughs> yeah, that is just some nice stuff there. That's right where I like it when we talk about heavy music. Mm-hmm. That's like the perfect blend. Yeah. Love that. Um, yeah. And to be honest, I wasn't super into this album in 1991. I was marginally okay with it it was after um super unknown came out that and i loved that but i noticed that it wasn't quite as heavy so i went back and then started really glomming on so anyone that was like oh super unknown i'm like you should listen to this one too so fun times yeah both records i was just kind of thinking it's nice how they're they're really synced. Like they do what they have to do and they get out of there. And they both have really like clear messages, you know? Yep. So many records today just kinda of seem to get bogged down or filled up with extra shit. <laughs> and not neither of these records do at all. Well, yeah. Uh, this is this this is fifty seven minutes, but it doesn't feel like it. Um No, not at all. Just so you know, during this time they were touring with Guns N' Roses on the 1991 released tour for, wait for it, Use Your Illusion 1 and 2, another big album released in 1991. Um, I think we're good on the in-depth talk. Any other albums that you think we should throw out there that are important for this year? Well, did you want to mention the Michael Jackson record? Uh, that was fairly yes. big. He was still pretty, you know quite popular at the time Michael Jackson Dangerous mm-hmm. um, had hits like Remember the Time Keep It in the Closet Wish He Had um, <laughs> it was a different closet for him apparently no offense to fans um, Jam and then of course there was Black or White with the big controversial video yeah that was back in those days There's a TV event live tonight on Fox, the premiere of Michael Jackson, black or white. (laughs) And people sat down. That's how you saw the video premiere. It was like a half hour special. The video's on afterwards. He's dancing on a car, grabbing his crotch, and people were shocked. (laughs) So the world has changed. Yeah. I know, you do it nowadays, and no one even notices you. Yeah, I mean, the only way to get... I think kids in school now, you don't raise your hand, you grab a crotch. Um, (laughs) Just kidding, educators. Mm, Well, interestingly, on that album, Slash plays guitar on... um, Shoot, one of the songs. Unfortunately, the name escapes me, but... He also played on the Guns N' Roses album released in 1991. Also played a song on Mama Said, Lenny Kravitz album from 1991. Oh, uh, yeah. Busy, busy man. Busy guy. Busy, busy. Yeah. yeah. We should also throw out there Out of Time by R.E.M. Huge. Yeah. True. Huge album. Um, the Guns N' Roses records we mentioned. Smashing mm-hmm. Pumpkins Gish, that was kind of their 
before they really broke big. Garth Brooks, Rope in the Wind, that was enormous for country, changed the face of country music. Um, the list really goes on and on. I really think people should look up albums 1991. You'd be shocked at how much there is. Yeah, I totally agree. I think just comparing it to 1990, Yeah, I think this, this was like a vastly superior year, I would say, in terms of, of albums at least. I mean, 90 was good, but this this was like, wow. This had imp- impactful albums that I think the 1990 albums were felt like crawling out of the 80s and this was like it's the 90s like wow here it is you got something to say I mean this is these songs these albums are decade defining Mm -hmm. and that's pretty cool genre defining in in some ways oh yeah so that was fun right cool we covered a lot a lot and hopefully hopefully it wasn't too boring. <laughs> well, what you know, if it was boring, here's a little fun fact. I touch myself by the Divinals was a big hit in nineteen ninety one, so that should get people. I thought excited. you were gonna say, uh here's a fun fact, I've been touching myself this whole time. <laughs> Andy, come on. Could you grow up, please? Uh that's something you would say. That- <laughs> <laughs> I've changed. I've grown. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I thought that song was a lot older. Actually, I was surprised when you uh, when you said that. Oh, Andy. <laughs> so anyway, folks, please let us know if there's something we missed, or if there's a favorite album you have from 1991. There's a whole bunch out there so we might have missed some especially some of the genre specific stuff R&B in particular I felt like was not well represented on some of the lists I found Um, if you'd like to support the show best thing you can do is leave the show a review on iTunes Um, the better the higher the stars the better hint hint it makes our show a little easier for other people to find and uh We'd love to read your feedback. We'd love to build our audience and and get a real community going on albumnerds.com. Yeah, tell a friend, uh, you know, tell a neighbor, tell the guy sitting next to you on the bus. Albumnerds.com is where it's happening. If you hate it, tell an enemy. <laughs> At least it'd be another listener, right? <laughs> That's All right, <laughs> so Andy, where else? Where can they consume this wonderful podcast? It is on iTunes, of course. Uh, it's also on the Google Play Music Store, or they call it a store. Is it just Google Play Music? It's Google Play Music. If you have a subscription, it's all access, but that's too many uh, words. Yes, right. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's on Stitcher Radio as well. Also streaming it on our website, albumnerds.com. We'll be posting some uh, some clips on Symbol at Album Nerds for you to follow us. Also hit us up on the Twitters at Album Nerds. Yes, please do. 
We would love that. Um, you know, I'm gonna give everybody a little treat here. Oh. Hello. 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 And goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Album Nerds <laughs> podcast. See you next time. <laughs>